Oh, what a marvelous day. Oh, what a marvelous morning. It's the afternoon. Hey, guys, welcome back to Marvel Movie News. We're going to be talking about Dark Phoenix's new international trailer. That was way better than their domestic trailer. And we're talking about Captain Marvel. Christian got to see it. We didn't get to see it, but Christian saw it, and he's going to give us his spoiler-free review of the film that comes out later tonight, plus a ton of casting rumors across a bunch of different films. Let's talk about all of that on today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marvel Movie News, coming to you live from the Cree home world. I'm pretty sure we're, like, next to the Supreme Intelligence, and it's real uncomfortable. Yeah, but we we each have to take a number. None of us get to go see the Supreme Intelligence just yet. Uh, I Well... I can feel him like watching me. He's like he's semi psychic, and it's just really, hey, really uncomfortable. Zach, why does it have to be a him? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, that would be like why does Modok have to be a him? Intelligent. Yeah. I don't know. The Kree are that not. Right. I don't really think of the Kree as the most like progressive species. Nor should you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that they're at a point where they're like, well, it's a combination of many people over the decades. <laughs> so we refer to a, the Supreme Intelligence as a they them. Uh, no, the Korea are pretty ugh, backwards. Anyway, weird tangent to start the show <laughs> with. Hey, guys, welcome back. Um, Marvel Movie News today. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this stuff that we have today. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of small stories. One big story that like Christian. So as I said, Christian has seen Captain Marvel. That's right. These eyes have seen the entire movie. Damn you, Christian. And both post credit scenes, which I don't think that's a spoiler. I think it's always important to make sure people know there's two. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. I mean, not that I ever leave until it's like done, done anyway, just because sure. I know. But you know, but, for yeah. everyone else. So I've seen it. I'm always confused when people leave because there's always a few people who leave oh, Marvel yeah. movies. Like so, the screening I was at on Monday. People, as soon as the credits started, there were a decent number of people that left. And I'm like, okay, have you seen one of these movies before? Yeah, do they just not care? Or is it every Marvel movie that comes anyway, out, there's anyway, new people? Yeah, anyway, anyway, <laughs> we're, I'm just teasing what the show is here, guys. Um, we're going to talk about the Dark Phoenix International trailer that came out this week. And it has a bunch of new footage that wasn't in it. They took out some stuff. And we got to address some stuff that we didn't talk about, including a, last week, including a death that the trailer revealed. And then was revealed further by... Simon Kinberg, yeah, which is shocking, but we'll get into that in a moment. Um, and I just had a bunch of casting rumors that like are all like completely rumors, and there's not a lot to say. But we're gonna let you guys know what's out there. Yeah. Let's just dive into top and I'll, and first talk about that Dark Phoenix trailer. So the correction or acknowledgement, and I I know some people gave us some flack about this. <laughs> just a little flack just a last little. week. Um, the story had come out like not too long before. Oh, oh, who intro. are we? Oh, who that's am right. I? I, I'm well, sorry, guys. I was too excited. Excited about the news. About the news, and I forgot to say who we are. We are the Marvel Movie News Panel. I'm Zach Wilson. This is Zia Anderson. Hey, hey. And this is Christian Blatt. What up? The lucky. <laughs> yeah. I had to work. I was I supposed to be there. There was a ticket with I'm your still, name on it. I'm still bitter. <laughs> um, but we're this. Uh, well, you got a bunch of money in if your you pocket. Guys, yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. I was busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying, the 
last week ahead uh, uh right before we got into the studio yeah um there was some news that we missed and uh and a lot of people were talking about this moment in the dark phoenix trailer where uh it looks like maybe and so this is maybe a spoiler, but it's now out it, it there. It is in the trailer, and there it's are a lot of articles about it. Yeah. yeah, so, like, just fair warning if you really don't want to be spoiled for Dark Phoenix. But uh, Gene tosses Mystique. Yeah. And when I watched the trailer several times, I thought, oh, she threw Mystique. Yeah. She yeah. attacked her. She got angry. Didn't and, think yeah. anything of it. And yeah. everybody, that's why we didn't talk about it, because... I didn't think it was a moment. I thought it was just like, yeah, she's mad and she hurt her friend. Like, yeah. that sucks. And there's a moment where she says, like, why did you make me do that? She was my friend. I didn't key into the word was as heavily as everyone else did. That did Where basically it. everyone's thinking, oh, they killed Mystique. Did they kill Mystique in the trailer? And oh, that's, that's an interesting theory, but I disagree with it. Whatever. Yeah. I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And like we got talk, we talked about everything else. Well, Simon Kinberg <laughs> uh, last week confirmed in an interview that yes, they did kill Mystique. I know that's in so the trailer, crazy. Which, why would you confirm it? One, yeah. that's my biggest. That not even one. That's just my biggest question. <laughs> if like. That's it. Whether you're going to do that or not, like, as a huge raising of the stakes kind of moment, like, character deaths can be debated. I, I need to see it in the movie before I really pass judgment on whether or not it was earned. Why would you tell us, sick, like, a bunch I mean, of months before if, we see the movie? nothing else, it gives you weeks of shows just like this one where we're like, do you think she dies? No, of course she doesn't die. Well, I think she... <laughs> you, it keeps you talking about the movie for much longer. Yeah. And then if you go, oh, yeah, Mystique, she's dead. Well, I think that, and I think I actually, even in an interview, they, they he teased it a little bit, that they're going to kill off more people, and they're just teasing you with Mystique's death, but there are going to be other casualties. It seems that way. And if you watch the international trailer, which if you weren't with us last week, we, we have to, due to uh, copyright laws, all that kind of fancy legal stuff, we can't watch trailers anymore on the show. But you can uh, watch it. But you can watch it. Uh, just keep, I mean, you could pause this and watch it and come back, or you could just watch it afterwards whichever you know keep watching um but let's i want to i pulled like a few pictures from the beginning yeah. of stuff that like we didn't really see we saw moments of but we didn't get to see as clearly so we bring up that first photo ma rissa who's with us in the booth thank you ma rissa i'm gonna continue pronouncing that Cree name because it just Please makes me, it just, i actually I, like this name <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that, yes this so this one is which one is that? that you have? Yeah, it's very blurry, but this is the best I could grab because we actually got to see Nightcrawler yeah. in space, bamfing about <laughs> in space. That is cool, and that's awesome. Um, but what we saw is a moment where where Nightcrawler and bamfs with Gene to, I assume, rescue an astronaut who's in in, in some kind of peril. Yeah, and then bamfs back with a duct taped helmet and no Gene. Right. Um, and then if we go to uh, the other photo, 
we see Jean, uh, unfortunate, like with no helmet in space. Yeah. The other half of that, and then I think it might have gotten out of order, but the uh, that third photo for Dark Phoenix that we pulled uh, might have been at the top there. There it is. That one. Um, that is what appears to be the Phoenix Force. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is definitely what definitely it appears Phoenix. to yes. be. Yes. Yeah. Um, I take nothing for granted. It's the Phoenix Force. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it looks, it reminds me a little bit of like the cloud, the nano cloud from the remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it kind of does. Maybe it's the same effects team. Um, which, like, it, whatever. I mean, we're not going to be like dealing with it for two hours of the movie, yeah. but it, it, it just made me it reminded me of that. Anyway, but so we got a bunch of that. We got a little bit. We got more of Young Gene interacting with Professor X, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So check it out. Um, we talked about the trailer at length last week, so yes. I don't. I don't. This is spend a, too this much is another time trailer with some different stuff. Yeah, it and... is a much better trailer because it does a better job teasing. Yeah. And getting us, like, hyped for it. Like, it got me more excited, definitely. I'm like, oh, I'm actually excited to watch this now. It looks more, it looks darker in this trailer. Yeah. It looks more intense. It's just a really good trailer. Whether or not the movie's good, we, we'll just have to wait and see. And I'll just point out, Mystique is in the trailer, the international trailer. So <laughs> she's in the movie at some point, right? They did, we they see did her. cut that line, she was my friend. Yeah. Which I wonder if it was a reaction to all of the... Yeah, that's true. All that stuff. Um, all right, moving forward, because I want to make sure we have time for Christian to talk, so we're just going to keep going forward. <laughs> um, Kevin Feige confirmed in an interview with Collider that, yes, Guardians 3, whatever it is made, because he did, we was very clear, like, we it's, it's on the back burner now, but it will use James Gunn's script. He said it like it was just, like, yeah. news that was out there, so he basically was like, yeah, we're going to use it, it's the script, um... They're not going to bring James Gunn back. They didn't really talk about that at length, but like, they don't have a new director. They're not fast tracking that movie, but they will be using the script at least for the for a starting point that James Gunn wrote. Yeah, and I think that doesn't surprise me because my understanding is that some people, I feel like Dave Bautista and maybe Chris Pratt had read it or at least had a sense of what it was. Maybe they knew what the story was. So I think that people knew that there was something, and they're like, yeah, it's probably pretty good. Let's not throw it away. And look, Disney has billions upon billions of dollars, but I'm sure they spent a decent amount of money on a well-written script that was going to be very shootable by a director. So I think that they kicked it around for a while. I was like, we ought to use this. I mean, Pratt, that was the last time that we had heard about this was Chris Pratt, like, mentioning the script and and probably was like, oh, we're totally using that script because it's so bonkers and crazy. I forget the exact quote, but it was the most Chris Pratt, like, nonsense you've ever heard. Um, what, what about you, Zia? Are you excited that we're definitely going to get Gunn's script? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he did such a great job on one and two. I was worried that they weren't going to use it. And what else were we going to get? You just never know. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy that they're using it. I wish that they, I mean, we, this is so old, but I'm, I wish they'd never fired him. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of the like, it's the unfortunate like hypocrisy of the whole situation. Yeah. It's like you you fired him off directing because you're like, mad at these tweets but like you're still gonna use his script so his name's still gonna be all over the movie and then uh, why why did we have to go through all this yeah just just don't fire people for making jokes well (laughs) those jokes were terrible yeah but it doesn't matter it's still a joke like and 
freedom of speech. I, I don't even get me started on it. I'm going to go into a crazy tangent. If he had made those <laughs> jokes recently, like while he was like working on these movies and all, and all and all that, I would have said that's really in poor taste, and it portrays like you are you are while it is a more adult skewing film, it's still a family movie, and it shows that would show a poor like a uh, sense of judgment. Right. If you've done those recently, but he did them years ago and they hired him when anyway. He was an unknown. They hired him way after that. Yeah. And he had also owned up to previous to all of this without even the, without Disney's getting involved. He'd already owned up to like, these are bad. These are bad. I'm sorry. Like they were bad right. jokes. He, he, he acknowledged that he had grown. It was actually that he, he had an arc. My favorite was Sean Gunn talking about it. He had an arc similar to the Guardians, where he was kind of an asshole, started working with a bunch of good people, and he became better for it. <laughs> <laughs> and right. that's okay. And obviously we don't want to dwell on this, but I think it comes down to they were about abusing children, and it's Disney, and it's like it doesn't matter how long ago they were. I think it was reactionary uh, that they did it so fast, but now when you're a company like that, you can't be like, oh, you know, we'll hire him back. So I, I understood yeah. what the thinking was. It's like if there's one thing that that company can't be associated with, uh, it would be that. So well, then don't hire him. Do your research well, before that's you hire the thing. people. They should have known about it beforehand, yeah. and allegedly they did. So um, for what it's worth, it, uh, uh, as long as we're talking about the guns, Sean Gunn, you may remember, played Craglin in Guardians One and Two, uh, has made some comments that he would be. Up for appearing in <laughs> Suicide Squad Two. Nice. And his brother called. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's not. He's not doing it. But um, he did say uh, in this interview, "I have very strong feelings that Craglin's story is not complete." I like that. Yes, more Craglin, please. <laughs> uh, more Craglin goes to Stars Hollow. Some of you understood that joke. <laughs> Um, I get it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Marissa. Um, so let's keep going forward. Uh, Victoria Alonso made some comments today as she's doing the interview circuit for Captain Marvel that she thinks that the MCU and the world is ready for a gay superhero. And this is a really cool statement that she, this is like one of the executive producers of a lot of the Marvel movies and not all of them coming out to say we're ready to see a gay lead in the in the Marvel's Cinematic Universe. Yeah, why not? I mean, there easily could happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's especially, I think, relevant ahead of, like, following up on a year that had uh, Black Panther, the first, like, at least recent uh, yeah. movie led by an African-American superhero character. Um, I say recent because, like... Blade. I can, every time... Every, Blade. During, yeah. the, during the Oscars, people are like, it's the first black superhero movie, like... Well, like I know Blade was a long time ago. Yeah, but, but it was awesome. <laughs> Gosh. Like, not to diminish any of what no. Black Panther accomplished, but it's like, well, but Blade. But don't Wesley Snipes about is Blade. out there, like, waving a sword in the air. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> um, but, uh, and we're getting Captain Marvel. Marvel, and this this is, like, a, a definitely a true statement. This is Marvel's first female-led Movie. We've right. had a, a movie where you had a female in the in a shared lead with Ant-Man and the Wasp, but solo lead Captain Marvel um, taking on. Um, Patty Jenkins tweeted some very nice uh, I saw that, for, yeah. for the movie uh, from the Wonder Woman crew. But Victoria Alonso's comments are just, I think, are doubling down on Marvel's commitment to diversity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, I, and I'm all about it. 
my question for you guys is what do you think would be the right uh project uh for this to happen in? is there is there a character you really think that they should be pushing to the forefront to to do the story or is there one in the docket that you think like we can like learn some more about a character well, I, do, I think that the, the mistake they shouldn't make is taking a character whose backstory is not that they're gay mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, deciding that they are. I mean, if if it really suits a story and you're willing to explain it, sure. I just think that's when you start to get into backlash. So yeah. the main character that comes to mind is if they were ever to do anything with Alpha Flight, which uh, has North Star. <laughs> so that's a lot of characters and he's one of many and his sister's also on the team. Uh, and he was the, I, I think he was the first gay Marvel character. I know he was the first uh, gay Marvel wedding. But, uh, so that's somebody who comes to mind immediately. Also, I'd just love to see an Alpha Flight movie because I want to see Sasquatch be really big and Puck be really little. That's that's what it really comes down to for me. <laughs> you're, you're like, that's the only reason. Yeah, no, no, because no, it, it'll, it'll work because I like yeah. the whole team. No, but I just, I really want Sasquatch. Alpha <laughs> Flight. Hey, our Canadian viewers are excited that the idea that there'd be an Alpha Flight movie. I mean, look, I'll be first in line for it. Yeah. It makes me giggle so much. The, <laughs> one, one, that we're even saying that and that there is a an actual possibility that that could sure. happen like it's not even it's yeah. not like definite but it could yeah. um i think that the more likely chance that we're gonna place we're gonna see this happen is the eternals mm, okay um that would it's an sense. ensemble yeah. cast and uh there are rumors according to variety that like you, the marvel might be looking to have the lead of that be someone who's gay i did read that is that now that um the character that they're going with Christian. You might know. Were they gay? Who's that? And oh, any of the, d- sorry, any of the was, Eternals. Sorry, uh, Zach. You are uh, better versed in the more recent Eternal stories. The Eternal story that I read, that I know really well, is the twelve issue limited series from uh, nineteen eighty five. And uh, my understanding is no one was gay in that. Okay. Um, uh, to my knowledge, it wasn't like anything. So there was no. It wasn't a, a major part of the story the, sure. of the Neil Gaiman run that I read. But but those characters are thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. Actually, one of the main relationships is a heterosexual relationship. It's like on again, off again over the centuries mm-hmm. kind of thing. But, there's, but like those characters are not super well known. I would, I doubt anybody's going to be super precious about the lean, the sexual orientation mm-hmm. of the Eternals. Uh, and I think like as long as you keep like the heart of it, like I really enjoyed that like the idea of these beings have been around for thousands of years and there's a romantic relationship between two of them, but like being together for thousands of years, that might be tough. (laughs) So So that that they go on and off again makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that I would like to keep around, but there's no reason it can't be between two guys. There's no re and like, there's no reason you can't also have a character who's bisexual. In that, yeah. in that part of the conversation. And you're right. That is a property that is is hardly, you know, the most precious. You know, it's like if you were going to make uh, Ben Grimm or Johnny Storm to be gay, I think that there might be a little bit of a backlash because traditionally those characters haven't been. But and they're like the first family of the Marvel Universe. But these are the Eternals. And to your point, over thousands of years, a lot of things can happen. Uh, I think people would be more open to it if, if it was maybe that sort of a film. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's mainly like the the, the only like push up that you're going to get from it is like relationships that you like from the books that you want to see 
on screen. Like, uh, Ben Grimm got married recently, and like, I could see, I would like to see him and his his wife like meet in the in the real world. Yeah. Like, that could be a really interesting story. Um, there's no uh, Johnny Storm on the other hand. There's no reason he can't be the exact same character, but be gay, right? And, you know, I mean, look it, it, again. He's been single a long time, and uh, you know, there's a a lot of uh, familiar Marvel female faces that uh, you know broke up with him. So maybe he would just want to try yeah. something new. Anyway, we could ship this kind of stuff all day. I know I would, um, but <laughs> let's move forward and talk about Morbius. Morbius. Can I just say um, that I'm actually really excited for this? That's fine. I just, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, it's more of those, like, honestly, I know people liked Venom. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but, like, basically, you're taking a character and, and, like, as long as the creative team does it right, like, you could just make a good movie out of a character. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I know I, I, I harp on this movie a lot, but it's more just, like, it's more the the concept of taking characters that, like, start with Spider-Man and taking him out of it. I think with this one's fine. It's like I don't need Morbius in Spider-Man, but I I did want. I'm still maybe I'm just still bitter about that. Like now it's going to be forever before we get a good adaptation of Spidey and Venom on screen because oh, yeah. of the success of the Venom movie. Like I de- and like and the Homecoming franchise and everything. They're so separated. I'm not going to get what I wanted, so I'm taking it out on Morbius. I acknowledge that. I'm sorry, Morbius. <laughs> but we got our first photo from the set of the movie uh, and our first look at Michael Morbius himself where Jared Leto posted this photo of it's basically just a slate photo you can see like the logo for the movie and you see him like hidden behind it yeah. you don't get to see the fangs or anything which is really a half measured Jared Leto yeah <laughs> um, no but I mean it looks Right, like I like if if this is the color palette of the movie, mm-hmm. like I, I I I see immediately what they're gonna go for, like Such that tone, very, yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm very cold, like almost like dead tone, like that could I could see that totally working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just like vampire movies, also not Twilight. I mean, like the, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I just had to get so, ahead yeah. of that. I'm sorry. They glow. They sparkle. Yeah, you're right. It's not great. See, I just betrayed the fact that I've never seen any of those movies. But But Interview with a Vampire, and I don't care what anyone says, I liked um, Queen of the Damned. So I'm just fine with this just being an awesome vampire movie. The fact that it's Morbius and Marvel makes it cooler. Well, to Zach's point, the fact that they were making a Morbius movie just surprised me. I'm like, that's the property that they've isolated. Is like, that's the next one. <laughs> because they want to do the Dark Twilight movies. Right. With Morbius the living vampire. When he goes out in the daytime, he sparkles. What? Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, more Morbius news. Tyrese Gibson is reportedly in talks to join the film. Um, no word officially, obviously, because it's a rumor about who he's going to play, but it sounds like he's going to, the rumor is he's going to be playing, uh, some kind of federal agent or official type person hunting vampires. Trying to get Morbius. Yeah. (laughs) See, what I would want to, the other thing I could see is Morbius v. Blade. Get, well, I, I what think... if what if Wesley Snipes is secretly in this movie, <gasps> or what if Tyrese Gibson is secretly playing Blade? Uh, no, wow. Marvel, no, 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 Marvel no. wouldn't let that happen because Marvel own, owns the 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 Blade rights again. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. They could. I mean, I could see them leasing over to to Sony, but I doubt they. would. I doubt that yeah. would be this movie. You know, maybe they yeah. they because they seem to have their own Blade plans that they're just not really telling us yet. Yeah. No. Um. 
But again, I would watch the hell out of that. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com FM to get started. Uh, listen to my ideas, <laughs> Sony. Uh, anyway, so Tyrus Gibson uh, looks like he's going to be joining the film. I like it's going to be very clearly very actiony. I imagine the tone with with his casting with the with this photo that we're going. I think you're going to see something very similar to uh, Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I day. think I think that that tone, the visuals of it, just the sensibility. I, I think that's exactly what we're going to get with this. And gamer girl, I liked Venom too, so <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> and I and I don't mind that this is has that sort of Venom feel to it. Yeah, action wise, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Widow has some casting rumors. Um, supposedly, Emma Watson is in talks for a lead role of some kind. Emma Watson, who... Uh, ah! it, it beca- <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm sorry continue. to our listeners' ears. <laughs> sorry, yeah. guys. Um, but if, if, if there's too many Emmas out there, and you're like, which one is that? Hermione. She's Hermione. <laughs> that, that's the shrieking from Zia, in yep. case so, you're wondering why she was so yeah. excited. So Hermione Granger might be joining the Black Widow movie uh, in an unknown but lead role of mm. some kind. Oh my god. Um I hope she plays one of her spy friends. Her spy friends. Yeah. I mean it'd be interesting like like Scarlett Johansson's not like especially with Marvel's like de-aging software that they can just like oh you want to look like 20 years younger. <laughs> Boom. We got gotcha. Boom. Kevin Feige's just like Give I me can that do software. That. Um but like I, I I imagine if she's going to be there, then it would be like somebody else in um, the red room with her. Yeah. Um, unless, what if she's playing? Uh, <coughs> what if she's playing the uh, Pim's daughter? Oh. Oh. The, the unstoppable wasp. Oh, that'd be cool. Um. I okay. I'm getting too excited because there's. No way they're going to do that. But let me fanboy here for yeah, a sure. moment. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I'll listen. If we <laughs> get Nadia Pym. So Nadia Pym was uh, Hank Pym's daughter from his first marriage. Not to the Wasp. Not to, no, not to the Wasp. Right. Not to Janet Van Dyne. Um, Hank Pym's story in the comics, they haven't set any of this up in the MCU, is that he uh, was married and in love and his wife was assassinated as part as part of a, a complicated plot um and that part of that that grief is part of what what causes his downward spiral and drives him to become the ant-man and research into all this tech she she was a brilliant scientist as well who helped design some of the the ant communication tech well they had a daughter that he never knew about and she was captured and raised in the science division of the red room uh, if this sounds interesting to you, please go check out The Unstoppable Wasp, uh, which was written by Jeremy Whitley. 
um, and they it, it was so good, and then it got canceled, and they brought it back because it was so popular in in reprints and trades. Um, and so the daughter finally escapes from the red room uh, and becomes the new wasp. And there's a bunch of other cool story points that I'm not going to spoil for you. Read the comic; it's oh really cool. I'm sorry, I'm nerding out so. No, hard that's awesome. Um, but like I could, but that could be a really interesting way, and it's something that I think that the MCU is sort of missing a little bit here and there. Is those like random tie-ins where you don't expect it, like where you you pull characters from like it, that like extra level comic book stuff, where like character pop the way that you get like we haven't had the same Coulson type of tie-in stuff right. since he left and like where the, the like the Netflix shows <coughs> Turk and the phase one had Colson like those little threads that tie everything together are so much fun or so nice and I guess the Infinity Zone store took that right. over and, and uh, Rosario Dawson is Night Nurse you yeah know, also in yeah. the Netflix universe yeah. um, so I would love to see those kinds of pieces bring all of these different Marvel movies together in a cool way um, that being said, probably not what who Emma wants is playing, but I think it could be really cool if it turns out that that's what uh, ZSB Lou in the chat has uh, some suggestions. Emma Watson Please. could play Iron Maiden, Black Lotus, Wrangler, Snapdragon, or Yelena Belova. I'm not going to pretend I know who that last one is. Uh, but uh, those are, yeah, uh, so all, uh, all very viable possibilities. But, is uh, Yelena Belova one of the earlier Black Widows? That's a good question. Um, is because I'm trying to think if that's who, because we had a former Black Widow or like a character who was known as a former Black Widow on Agent Carter yes. back in the day, but I don't remember her name because I unfortunately haven't watched that show in a while. I love that show, but I can't. Yeah, remember. She uh, is a formal, uh, a former Black Widow. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I don't know if she's really cool. Yeah, I think she is that character from. Uh, okay, yeah. So we Asian technically Carter. have an MCU version of Yelena Belova mm-hmm. from the 90, back in the nineteen forties, but that doesn't mean that there can't be other Black Widows in the mix because it's a it's a title that does get occasionally passed down until our Black Widow owns it forever. Forever. I was just gonna say that forever. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's the that's the big one. Um, I feel like there was another one that I didn't comp over. But, but the point is, Black Widow is getting on the casting. Like this movie is in full force. Woo-hoo. It's not going to be rated R. It's going to yeah. have some cool people besides Scarlett Johansson. It's like so. It all but confirmed that it's a prequel. Um, I'm excited. Uh, and just we're getting a lot of uh, clarification. This was Dottie on Agent Carter, who turned out to be a Black Widow. Is uh, a Black Widow is what yes. uh, everybody's saying. That just, was her. That was her cover yeah, name. Exactly. So that's who we meet her as uh, early in the series. Yeah. Thank so. you. But thank you for your cal- yeah. clarification. Everybody. I just wanted to give everybody their credit. Okay, Christian. Hey, I think it's time <clears throat> for us to talk. For you to talk to us about some Captain Marvel. Yes, because I saw Captain Marvel. Uh, and uh, Rub it in, why don't I'm you? I'm just saying I would have been more than happy to sit with either or both of you. It just didn't work out that way. So I want to be clear to everyone. No spoilers, no spoilers. here. Yeah. Um, but depending on your level of sensitivity to reactions yes. to movies, like make your own decision. But no plot points. No spoilers, plot points. I, but 
what did you what did you think of it? Did Overall, you... I uh, thought it was it was really fun. I did really like it. She's great. I think Brie Larson is great. I had this expectation that she was going to be a little bit more cold and distant than some MCU characters, but that was just from everything I saw in the trailers. And she was Carol Danvers, you know. She has, you know, she has her moments where it's like, "Oh wow, she's really tough." But you can see just, you know, she's very likable as Carol, which I think is is very important. Obviously, they're not going to hire an actress who's unlikable, you know. But I just, I wasn't sure how warm she was going to be, you know, especially because just what you see in the commercials about her backstory, you know, the little bits that you can see just in the in the trailers. So uh, I thought they did a great job with her. Uh, I will say that my minor criticism is that it takes a little while to get going. It's not boring. But once it really gets going, uh, it's it's so great. It's so much fun. You know, you're along for the whole ride. And there are a couple of surprises that maybe I'm just not smart enough that I wasn't expecting. So there were some really cool things in the movie. Uh, and the sequences that we all saw in the trailers and TV spots where she's using her powers, especially in space... Uh, they're every bit as good as you would hope they would be. It's it's all really cool visually. It's it's so well done, and it's it's a great fit in the Marvel universe. You know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that they did a great job having this story that happens to be in 1995. Which I don't know if that's a spoiler because we just knew it was in the 90s. It's very clearly 1995 because of something that's said at one point. But it's uh, yeah, and I think that getting to see her and Nick Fury interact is for me just the high point. I it's just the most entertaining parts of the movie. Her using her powers is amazing, but I loved watching her and Fury together. And uh, the de-aging on her and Coulson, we've all seen that in uh, sorry, the de-aging on Fury and Coulson, we've seen that in in the trailers. Uh it's it's very compelling. It's it's amazing how well they did it because, you know, to see it for a few seconds in a trailer but in a whole scene you're just like, yeah, he looks like Sam Jackson and like, you know, Pulp Fiction era. You know, they did it. We don't have the, the Jerry curls, but you know, he looks like a younger Sam Jackson. And I love that Coulson has a full head of hair because he would have at that point. Yeah. You yeah. know, just little touches like that before like his world gets cr- launched into crazed. Like, yeah. Oh God, the Oh eight fours, you guys <laughs> go find this hammer <laughs> out in the desert. Um, so. Actually, he was talking about that. Clark Gregg uh, was talking about that a little bit. Uh, that moment where apparently he was like on the set of Iron Man Two, and they're like, "He's like, what's?" It? He asked like he just like off screen was like, "Hey, what is in New Mexico?" And he's like, "Oh, are you available for Thor?" He's like, "Well, I can be." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and like Kevin Feige made some comments that I read uh, talking about the de aging process, yeah. um, where he was saying that. Uh, it, it's easy because those two just don't age like normal people. Which, if you look at interviews with Clark Gregg or Sam Jackson this week, yeah, is totally true. Yeah, <laughs> made yeah. that made the job a lot easier. There's actors that you certainly would need to de-age when you have them in a, in a movie, but if 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 they hadn't and they were just like, oh, can you just go with it? It's Sam Jackson. It's yeah, it, it's 1995. I know he doesn't look. You know, but it, it would have been fine. Polo yeah. wet hot American summer. Uh, and people in the chat are wondering if the cat steals the movie. I love the cat. I, uh, I and now granted, I grew up a cat person. I don't have one now, but uh, I'm a big fan of the cat. And I don't know if the cat's name is a spoiler, so I'm not even going to say. That. I'm just going to say the cat. I love the cat. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan. I love cats. I can't wait for the cat now. Yeah, goose. Okay, um, well, so we so, are saying I didn't know. I didn't know if the, the that's name was out, out there. there. We've been talking about. I goose. never know. We've been talking about goose for a while. Yeah. All right. Um, we, we've talked about why it's goose and not chewy, like the which it is in the comics. Like it's a whole thing. And people want to know if they can ask me questions uh, about the movie. You can ask questions, but if my answer would be a spoiler, I'm not going to give you yeah, that kind of answer. Um, but please ask questions while you're at, while you look for questions. Um, reviews for Captain Marvel, and I haven't read any like extensively. I basically just look at headlines. Yeah, because I don't like to read reviews before. I see the movie um but i want to be able to talk to you guys about what's out there um the reviews have been somewhat mixed yeah um the first reactions that we saw were all very positive and like mostly people that i'm close to have liked it uh so far uh rotten tomatoes in the the curated things because like the 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 spammers have been trying to do their bs again this week on different sites but the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is eighty two percent. Okay. So these are verified critics who nice. like Rotten Tomatoes trust. Um, which like that's not the highest of Marvel movies gotten, but that is very good um, because critics, especially for comic book movies, tend to be a little more. Yeah, I mean, we spread. all saw. You know, I, I don't know that they were verified, but we all have seen DC movies that are like in the thirties or forties when they are released. So uh, obviously, you know, if you're in the eighties. Uh, that is uh, very good. There was a question about when the end credit scenes are. There's a mid credit, and then there's one at the very end. So you, of course, have to stay to the very end. But you should always stay to the very end, uh, just in case. Uh, just if, to give credit to the people who yeah, worked on the movie. all those people who worked hard. And also to see whatever Marvel put at the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make sure that you see all those people who worked on it. Um but yeah, so the reviews are mixed. I'm I'm excited to finally be able to form my own opinion very soon, very soon. I know. When is your yeah. ticket? Uh, I am depending on when I get out of work tonight. Um, if anyone like, I work on a, a live show that ends sometime between eleven thirty and midnight right. uh, oh. on Thursdays. So my late night Thursday greetings are. Early Friday morning. Yeah, so I, depending on when I get, I might just like try to get a ticket for late tonight. I might just go in the morning after I've slept. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you Uh, can always see it that night being exhausted, and then the next morning again after you've slept. That's true. I mean, I'm gonna see it probably twice before I before I see our lovely audience again. Yeah, I do plan to see it again before uh, we all come back around because uh, I. Not only did you guys not go to the movie on Monday, my wife didn't go either. So uh, ah, um, and let me just question, how so, dare you. yeah, let me just talk. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is great in the movie. I'll just leave it at that. He it, it's a great job. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and just on the whole, the casting is is great. I there's something that I'll be really excited to talk about next week that I can talk about this week. Um, and then also just look, we all know Skrulls are in the movie. Seeing Skrulls is really cool to finally get to see because we've seen various kinds of body doubles and things before and all sorts of movies, but we've never actually gotten the squirrels and uh, just to see them, you know, we saw the scene in the, in the trailer where they're, they're all on the beach. All that stuff is so cool to actually see squirrels shape-shifting and revelations of squirrels along the way uh, are also just really well done. It's, it's so much fun to finally have the squirrels in a movie. Yeah. Um, before we move off of the topic entirely, I did want to show you guys a picture of something that I'm real excited about related to Captain Marvel, and I consider this a public service announcement to you guys. 
But uh, Jen Bartel, the comic book artist, uh, is doing a collaboration with Adidas for some Captain Marvel sneakers that look so dope, so good. I want a pair extremely badly. Um, we will sh- throw them up on the screen if they're not up already. Oh, those are um, so cool. Yeah, and it's hard to see on this screen, but like there's like really unique, like Jen Bartel style, like lines on the on the front toe and the in the blue area. Um, I'm okay. I also wanted to bring this up because Adidas. I want to talk to you. I know these shoes come out tomorrow, so those these decisions have probably already been made. <laughs> but the last time they were that there was a Captain Marvel shoe that I really really wanted. It came out from Vans, and Vans only made them in sizes up to a men's 10. What? Yeah, it was some weird sexist nonsense, because they literally had a whole bunch of Marvel lines, and, like, the Deadpool sneakers went up to 13, and the, like, other shoes went up, the other, like, male hero shoes went up to 13. But the Captain Marvel shoes only went up to 10, and I got big feet, so please, Adidas, (laughs) make them up to bigger sizes. Guys want that stuff, too. Come on. I want to rock my Carol shoes. <laughs> I got small feet, so I'm okay. But for Zach, go ahead. Um, that's my plea. Uh, I don't, I've don't. i never been a sneaker head, yeah. but this would make two expensive shoes I've bought in like a six-month period because I just spent a bunch of money on those, on those Miles Morales Air Jordans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, look, for shoes like that, I understand. You have to. Yeah, and I might do it again. Um, Anyway. But just to tie into that really quickly, there's great, there's some really great Captain Marvel merch that at the screening I went to on Monday, there's a lady had a jacket. Like, the jacket is really cool. The The jacket jacket is super cool. The jacket that Disney put out. Yeah. 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 And there's just so much great stuff. And look, it's great to see because, you know. Hey, you know, Disney knows how to do merchandising. They're really good at that. But uh, it's just great when you see all of the, the different options that uh, are out there. And, you know, once the movie opens big, uh, I think uh, we'll start to see... Uh, we'll see we're going to see Carol everywhere. I think. Oh, yeah, there's a whole wall at Target. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we've got just enough time for some Marvel TV time. Marvel movie news. Talking TV. Time. So now I got you guys to play the guitar for me. I can just sit back. Yeah, that's right. Sit back uh, and watch our cool performance. Yes, exactly. Um, so first things first, we needed to issue a small correction. Yeah, this is my fault. Uh, no, we're all capable. Yeah, but uh, I I Culpable? got I got roped in and uh, misread a story. Uh, Jessica Jones season three is not premiering tomorrow, like I thought it was. We also don't know when it's premiering tomorrow. So that, yeah, that's when I thought it was. Oh, we. Had, yeah. Oh, I guess we had because it was going to come out the yeah. same day. Yeah. But w- fine, I I got so frantic about this. I tried to figure out how I made the mistake. Apparently, March eighth was when season two dropped last year. But I saw March 8th in an article, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be the same day as Captain Marvel. You were too excited. I was so excited because I, 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 as much as I don't want the Netflix universe to end, uh, I was excited to see another season. And so Netflix is going to take their time, and they're going to tell you when you get to see it. So uh, I don't know when it's coming. But uh, when, it, when it does, we will let you know. Uh, we're, we're, our ears are peeled. Yes. Marvel. Yes. Um, some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news because you know I always gotta talk S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Clark Gregg's obviously making the interview circuit and he's really like he's gonna be there's gonna be a ton of information out there as he talks more he he made some comments that um, he thinks I mean obviously he knows 
um, that he thinks uh, we talked about a little bit last week that season seven might be the last for Agents yeah. of Shield. Um, whether it's the last of Agents of Shield, I think that those characters could live on. Like we, could, I, I maintain that I think after Agents of Shield goes away, there's a very good chance that we get Secret Warriors as a franchise. I think that would be great um, on Disney Plus. Like you just pick up Quake. And then it, it, whether you take anyone else with her is, like, either way. But you take Quake and you just launch Secret Warriors with either Inhumans or, if, if you can say the word yet, mutants, uh, whoever. Like, you just have her assemble, like, a ragtag team of trained agents to to fight whatever comes and there's your Secret Warriors. Um I don't think they're going to want to mention Inhumans anymore. I think they're like, let's not just leave that one alone. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, think people talk about that <laughs> one. Um, but uh, Clark Greer also said that he thinks that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might see a reboot following. And th- really? Not in the way that you're, not in the way that, like, that word has a lot of baggage with it. Okay. Um, but the way that he says that, like, after the Avengers and the Battle of New York, the game was completely changed. The mission of S.H.I.E.L.D changed and after endgame shield may undergo a similar complete shift hmm. okay so i could see that that's interesting so they're just going to basically change sort of the direction of the show well, i mean we could go hypothetical about what? how after winter soldier shield went underground and then who knows maybe shield becomes a little bit more on the up and up again you know like it was during the first season of the show so yeah. you know i mean just me putting a theory out there that's not based on anything. So I mean, we still don't mad. know who Clark Gregg is playing in yeah. this new season. Like I've heard a lot of rumors about like whether he's coming in as an alien, part of an alien force. My my theory that I came up with right before the show, when I was just thinking about it, is like, what if this is Agent Coulson, but this is like Agent Coulson from like 1995. Like, right before, like, what if we go back and we pull from Captain Marvel that way, where we meet, like, young Coulson? And he's like, why am I so old? Because they can't do that de-aging story on a weekly show. All right, my computer's officially died on me. Uh, that's what you get using a backup computer. Um, that's all right. I've 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 still got the chat open, and, uh, you know, I know that we uh, we do want to take some questions and, and the yeah. things. Yeah, so. um, but, I, but I am excited, and, and we'll definitely probably, I assume we'll have some more S.H.I.E.L.D. news as, like, Clark Craig's interview circuit continues over the weekend. Um, but so let's talk a little, let's let's move into Doom's Question Corner. Woohoo! Oh, right, I, we still need a graphic or we're, music. We're, we're, or, that, that'll, that'll come. That'll we'll come. get to it. It's yeah. only our second uh, corner episode, but... Uh, I want to, we always want to make, take some time to take your questions, uh, the fans. So if this is, if you don't, if you missed the announcement last week, this is what we're going to be doing every week from now. We're going to take the last few minutes of the show to ask, ask to answer your questions, and you can send them to us ahead of time by uh, uh, emailing them to doomsquestioncorner at gmail dot com. Or uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, go ahead and uh, give us your questions right now. We'll try to get uh, one or two of them in yes. uh, before the end. Uh, Christian will be watching the chat. Yes. So I want to uh, get, I've got, we got a question from Kyle uh, Bisson, Bison, sorry, uh, uh, via the email, who says, Hey, Doom, any thoughts on if Hulu were to use Mojo in a Crypt Keeper Elvira role at the top of their animated shows to tie them all together? Um, wow. That would be so cool. Have not heard anything to that extent. However, that is an awesome idea. Yes. 
Um, Mojo is a ridiculous character, and the idea that like he could be like running this like network behind yeah. the scenes is totally in. It totally works I with mean, Mojo World. Canon. Everything is on TV. You know yeah. the, the X Babies, Long Shot, all the stuff that's in the backstory for Mojo. I love that idea more than more than I probably have any business loving it. But I would I would love Mojo to sort of have that kind of role as as yeah the the perfect way to say it the, the, like as the crypt keeper. The Rod Serling of uh, Marvel. Yeah, I, I think it is an awesome idea. I, d- I don't know if they're going to do it, but like I also wouldn't have thought that they were going to do a show about Modoc. Very true. Yeah, that's so, true. So, like, that's the kind of cra- like crazy stuff that if they're willing to do that, I I could totally see it. Um, uh, Riley Hill had a question of whether we think that penance could ever make an appearance in the MCU. Um, now, do you, are you guys familiar with Penance? Not Formerly so known as Speedball. Oh, God, um. I hope not then. I actually had, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I, I talked on the other show we do uh, on uh, Marvel TV Weekly over on After Buzz. Speedball is just, to me, one of the worst creations. I know it came from Steve Ditko, but look, let's be honest. It's Steve Ditko late in his life, so, right? This wasn't Spider-Man. So obviously we're not going to... We would never get Penance in the same form that we got him in the comics. Penance is the... So Speedball in the uh, in the original Civil War comic is one of the people who causes yes. the uh, the explosion that, that, create, that launches the Civil War. It kills a lot of children and stuff like that. It's not... It's... It's a similar effect, but not the same exact thing that happens in the movie. But with him being at the center of it, he's put in jail. He is like has is like brought through the streets under trial, and like obviously is dealing with the remorse of having accidentally, like unintentionally, but he did kill a bunch of kids. Um, and his powers are fluctuating because of that, and it's like this super gothy dark messed up story where like he has to feel pain in order to use his powers so he has a suit that like inflicts wounds into him as as his penance uh for what he did it's an amazing concept it's a dark it's a dark concept And, and i you know i could like that that angle of like i don't think marvel i don't think disney marvel will ever tackle that because that's so weird and like and like i could see it being like really misinterpreted by by young minds like and 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 that's not something i tend to harp on but it's such a like pain positive stuff from pain is such a grim thing to tackle that i don't think you'd ever see it one i don't even think you'd want to do it on screen necessarily no but if there were a character i wanted to inflict pain on it would be speedball <laughs> so i'm completely whoa! on board for this whoa wow christian i'm just saying hey, the rest of the new warriors i was fine with but speedball, speedball come on <laughs> well thank you for the question riley uh that that i definitely did stop and think about that because it's like oh man i haven't thought about penance in years um, Christian, is there anything from the live chat? Well, uh, yeah, there's a good one from uh, Demones, uh, which I think might be Demonies. Uh, so potential Demone, villains Demone. for a Black Panther sequel. We're just having fun with these. Doctor Doom, Namor, Craven, the Hunter, or someone else. I'm going to say someone else, but I love all three of those, and I would like to see them uh, on the big screen. I think Doom needs more time. Mm-hmm. you got to establish him yeah. way more before yeah. you do him in a Black Panther. He has way more like backstory and stuff to then to just make Doom. him like a villain in, in Black Panther. 
Um, like I would love to see that 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 like versus movie, but I want to see Doom established first. Yeah. Um, as so are the other options there. So we've got. So what was the second one? Craven or uh, Namor. Namor? Yeah, Namor could be a really cool one. Um, it would be an interesting like struggle to establish Atlantis, especially post Aquaman. Now that's out there, and like the general public being like, because the general public does not know who in the world Namor is. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, I would be worried about them thinking like, oh, is this a ripoff of Aquaman? Yeah. But Namor is such a good villain, like, and like when he when he needs to be, and taking two hidden kingdoms and making them go to war with each other could be a really interesting way especially as for a movie as political and as politically charged as black panther was and i don't want them to lose that like aspect for the sequel that could be a really interesting way to do it is to launch that like this it's like a tribal war like it was internal politics uh in the last one but to have to to have them have to go to war with another country using a fictional one like Atlantis as as the, the basis for it, that could be a really cool way to do it. Um, Craven the Hunter, I think would be, I think I really want the Spider-Man story of yeah. that. Do you and mean specifically Craven's Last Hunt or just a, you want to meet him first? Um, could We could just jump, it could be Craven's Last yeah. Hunt, but like, Honestly, I think the the MCU version of any Craven story is just like taking like okay, who is this character and where yeah. is Spidey at this moment, right. and then applying it as it goes. Like I, it, that's the great thing about the MCU is you can just take like the key, the the heart of these stories. You don't do them like page by page. That's the reason that I think the Clone Saga could actually make a great Spider Man movie in this version. Um, and I've talked about it a little bit before, but like the Clone Saga, uh, like. A kid, a high schooler, struggling to deal with who he is because, like, that's what you do when you're 17. Right. Is, like, who am I? I don't really understand myself. Like, I have this dichotomy because I'm two different people. Well, what happens when you drop a clone into the middle of it? You don't need to do the story of the clone saga, but just take the idea of a Peter Parker clone and go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is something that, that they, if they were to explore it, uh, it would work. Uh, I want to get Black a great co- Craven hunting Black Panther would also be. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Cool that, that would also be great. Uh, let's see. There was a great question from Zeno Hour. After Black Widow, which female character should get a movie next? Not exclusive to characters who have already been introduced in the MCU. Oh. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, and... I wouldn't mind seeing a Scarlet Witch standalone movie. Well, she's getting her TV series. Cool. She is, yeah. But Which like I guess a she's sharing going. Cool. She's sharing going. Yeah. Um, but as far as I'm just going to banter while everybody thinks, so please cut me off mm. uh, because this is a podcast. And we yeah. can't have dead air, but I have to keep thinking. Um, I would love to, like my my brain jumped to the wasp right away. That's actually who I was thinking but of too. Yeah. I, but again, like part of why I love Ant Man and the Wasp, it like. Those characters are always connected in my mind. Like I don't really, I they're they're fun separate. They're like those two characters in all their forms are to me always better when they're a team. That's why that's why I love those characters is the team angle. Um, but as far as other characters, well, I have are, an answer that I will please, give you next please week. Cut me off. It is a character that uh, I will be able to share the idea with you next week. Uh, and then uh, you know, I mean, if we're talking about you know oh, Marvel man. getting the X Men movies back. I don't know if you know who I'm talking I about. I think I do. Well, you might. 
but if you if you you're getting the X Men back, you know, I would like to see a lot of those characters. You know, I mean, let's let's have a really good Psylocke movie. But before we get to that, let's let's really explore Rogue and Storm. You know, I mean, there are so many great characters from the X Men universe that uh, personally I would like to see have standalone oh. films. Oh, She Hulk. Oh yeah, Duh. absolutely, She Hulk. There you go, definitely. Because um, a lot of my favorite female characters have actually gotten their due, like Jessica Jones. Sure. Like we we got. I mean, like Peggy Carter, I fell in love with because of the movies. And of course, stuff. but yeah. like we've we've gotten to explore her at length over two seasons. Um, but She Hulk is the the big one that like, and I'm pretty sure that I know who you're talking about. And I'm pretty sure that Marquia would have a meltdown if it was true. Okay, but. Uh, that's for next week. We'll to talk, talk about, about it next week. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this week's Marvel movie news. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for sending us your questions, guys. And set, be sure to send them to Dooms, uh, Dooms Question Corner at gmail.com uh, to, if you have more questions ahead of next week, which I assume will be a little bit less because we're going to just talk about Captain Marvel all week. Next episode, we are going to be talking about Captain Marvel. All the reviews. We are going to do a spoiler-free section in case you guys can't see it before next Thursday. So just know that you'll still be able to tune in. But we will be doing, at the end of the show, a full spoiler-filled discussion of the movie. So that way you have, we'll give you fair warning so you can tune out when it's the right time. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today on Marvel Movie News. Christian Blatt, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And Z and I also do over on AfterBuzz TV Sunday nights at 9 Pacific. We do Marvel TV Weekly. It's a little light on the TV, so what we're going to do this week is a very deep dive on who is Carol Danvers? What about these three other characters she's been before she was ever uh, Captain Marvel in the comics? Uh, obviously not in the MCU. So we'll talk about her as Ms. Marvel, Binary, binary and, and War- Warbird. There you Sorry. go. I just so, like to do that. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. You made me think of it, actually, because oh, you, you did all that. So we'll uh, talk about that on Sunday. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Zia? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And Facebook at Zia Landerson. All right, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take random characters from different parts of fictional fandom and ship them together. This week we did Jigglypuff and Kirby. Oh my god! It, <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, and we came, and somehow Alexa and Siri. That one got Ooh. fun. All right, all right. That's called Ships in the Night. This has been Marvel Movie News. Guys, thank you so much for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.